Get ready. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Weekly Cooldown. I am Kami JC, your host for another episode. Paul is out this week. He's still not feeling well. And our <laughs> our thoughts and prayers are with him. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week. And we get to know our guest. It is episode 189 of the Weekly Cooldown. And it is May 19th. We're going to go straight into these headlines because I have a guest I haven't seen in a while. I want to talk to them. So here we go. Mortal Kombat 1 is coming. That's right, Mortal Kombat 1 is coming, and with it, all the gory fighting that players love. The new entry into the popular series is both a reboot and a sequel, and features, based on the trailer, a new fire god, Liu Kang, who has seemingly rewritten the rules of the world. Liu Kang seems to be giving the choice for old rivals like Sub-Zero and Scorpion to become new friends, though we're not going to know what the game is really like until September 19th, we have gotten a decent look at a trailer um, and some teaser stuff from developer NetherRealm, detailing a new fighting system, game mode, fatalities, and more. Saudi Arabia has been using its money to buy stakes in gaming and tech companies. Saudi Arabia's public investment fund now owns some piece of Activision Blizzard, Capcom, Embracer Group, Nexon, Nintendo, and now 10% or about 10% of Electronic Arts. Reports say that the country wants to become less dependent on oil in the new era of tech and game industry. EA in the past few years has shown an increase in revenue and sales and predicts to earn between $7.3 and $7.4 billion by the end of March 2024. Saudi investments, of course, comes with controversy and criticism as the country has a terrible human rights record, has criminalized homosexuality, and allegedly ordered the assassination of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi in 2018. The battle royale game based off of Vampire the Masquerade called Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is going to see a slowing of development going forward. Shark Mob, the developers behind Blood Hunt, announced that they have not seen the active player base and community they'd hoped to have seen to continue on with the game, but recognizes that there are still plenty who enjoy it. The game will continue to have playable servers so long as those players are still interested in the game, but going forward, there will be no more updates to the game. And finally, at a recent, <laughs> this is a funny one, at a recent Smash Brothers Ultimate competition in Texas, a young 15-year-old player known as Syrup went up against an adult player known as Maester. Maester won the match and allegedly fist-bumped the teenage player after, but also told young Syrup that he fucking sucks to his face. Many pointed out that the lack of sportsmanship and the age of his opponent were at play here. Um, in what now appears to be a deleted tweet, Maester attempted to explain his reasoning, but Serap's mother chimed in on Twitter, saying, quote, As an adult, I think players such as yourself have zero class, or excuse me, no class, zero sportsmanship. Even if you win, you're still a loser all around. I have the utmost respect for all players, but you're the low of the low, no doubt. Maester has since written an apology. And those are just some of the headlines for this week. Uh, if I missed any or you got some you want to continue to chat about, you can always tweet at me at Comedy Gaming. Follow me uh, there or at WK Cooldown on uh, Twitter as well. Or join the Discord. There's, there's Discord things happening. So, uh, you know, come say hello. Uh, do you have any reaction to any of those? Um, I have quite a bit of reactions okay. to to some of these, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> uh, also, hello. My name Hi, is Nizia. How's it going? <laughs> it's been a Before while. Before you I actually talk about your reaction, can you remind people uh, uh, who you are, what you do, and how you do it? Oh, wow. I have to remind me. No, that's fine. <laughs> I have to remind people who don't know about that's me. Right. That's mm -hmm, fine. Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. Hello, my name is Ni. Nee. Um, sometimes you might 
possibly hear me refer to myself as Martin or even, you know, uh, Chase might be calling me Martin or Nee either or. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last time we talked or in between that time frame somewhere since the last time I was on the show, the last time we kind of like hung out, I became a VTuber. <gasps> a VTuber. I know it's a dirty word, but it sort of feels like <laughs> it. Bit. Sort it's, of. It's like, nasty. <laughs> I mean, it's just like everyone's like, oh, you're a VTuber now. It's just like, God, everybody's a VTuber because it's more accessible Absolutely, now. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> which is a good thing. It's a good thing. But um, I became a VTuber. I, I guess I'm doing more of the Twitch stuff uh, than I was doing before. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really been doing as many tournament stuff as I used to. Uh, I just mostly do art, spooky, game time, and vibe. vibe. I, uh, that's all, that's all we ask for in life is art, sp- spooky stream stuff, and vibe. Exactly. And meeting new people and having interesting dialogue, I think, is awesome. Oh, yeah, I guess. I, Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what this show I mean, is for. I know. I guess. <laughs> so about these headlines, there's like... Quite, there's quite a bit of so a lot of these kind of like touch on uh, a, a few of my my key interests mm-hmm. right so i'm actually very very hyped for this upcoming year when it comes to fgc or you know the fighting game yeah. community the three big daddies are back to they play are. we have we have tekken we have street mm-hmm. fighter and now we have mortal kombat it is a shame though because mortal kombat seems to only be releasing for consoles first mm-hmm. um and then maybe we'll see a PC port, but right now it seems like they're not um, chomping at the bit to tell us that there's a there's a PC thing happening. Well, I mean, they're being little little hush hush, so I assume we might hear more about if they are or there's going to have to be a PC mm-hmm. port. There's yeah. no way that they can at get this point. Around absolutely. It. Yeah, so we'll probably hear more like on that September nineteenth like announcement mm-hmm. situation. But I'm very excited about the new Mortal Kombat 1. And I'm also just kind of curious why they're calling it Mortal Kombat 1. I'm assuming because Liu Kang is like, you know, the new fire yeah. god. He might have reset the world. Yeah, so that's what it seems like is happening in the trailer. I didn't play the uh, last Mortal Kombat, which was 11. Mm-hmm. So if you, by the way, if the last time you played Mortal Kombat was like Sega Genesis era, guess what? <laughs> We're up to 11. Um, so... <laughs> Um, I never really got to to explore eleven, and f- for different reasons, right? I think the gore is a little too realistic, and it uh, makes my stomach churn. Um, but I did hear from folks who have played it. Spoiler alert: um, that there's a lot of timey wimey stuff in it. Um, people going from the past to the present and to the future, um, and essentially at the end of it, the canon is. Liu Kang absorbs the spirit of his younger self, of Raiden the Thunder God. The Blunder yeah, God. The Blunder God. <laughs> and <laughs> kills a, a Time Lord woman um, and then uses her power to kind of reset from the beginning. Um, and so this is both like Mortal Kombat 12, but also because it's been reset it's mortal kombat one which i really enjoy i like the idea that this is like i said in the in the top uh a sequel and a reboot right it is a continuation of the story but it's also like we're starting from the beginning with like the original cast yeah i'm really excited and i'm also hoping that like with this sort of reboot or reset, it'll allow them to kind of explore some of, like, the AU ideas that they've yeah. kind of talked about in the past, right? That they've wanted to try and do. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. I'm just excited for, like, new fighting game mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, overall, like, it, the the fighting game genre in a in a while has been a little it's been a little dry and i i already can feel like some of the guilty gear heads some of the blaze blue mm-hmm. heads like you know revving up those fryers but like calm down we've had the same sort of situation for a while there hasn't been too much new stuff brought into the genre so you know fi- um street fighter sixes like their whole overworld system mm-hmm. yeah i'm excited yeah. i haven't I haven't played around with it just yet. I've been meaning to, but, you know, spoons, other things sure. snatched my attention. <coughs> so, right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course. 
I am so excited for that. And that also kind of ties in just a little bit with the whole situation with Syrup in, in Smash and the FGC. So um, the weird thing, too, is that it, this has come out. This has come out. It's been a bigger deal than anybody wanted it, like, specifically. Like, I actually follow Syrup mm. on, on Twitter. Um, and he was like, I never wanted that article out. I'm not mm. happy about this. It's Kotaku, mm-hmm. right? Kotaku is notorious for this, but uh, but it doesn't surprise me that this situation happened in a Smash Brothers tournament. Jace, I think you've heard my stories when I used to run Smash Brothers tournaments, how like nauseating it was to deal with. Yeah, sometimes. I've never heard good things about Smash Brothers, <laughs> and that makes me upset because I got I got really into it for a while when uh, Ultimate first came mm-hmm. out. And I was like, okay, like, this is, what, what is everyone talking about? And then I slowly started to enter a scene, and I was like, never mind, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nintendo doesn't, Nintendo didn't want this game to be competitive, but of course, people decided, what if we made this game competitive? <laughs> that's what they all want, right? right? So, yeah, that's, I mean, like, it does not surprise me that this came out, it is kind of funny that you know the, the mom stepped on, in on by mama it's also very wholesome right like i don't i don't mm. know that we have a lot of stories of someone's mom being like i support his video game decision and mm-hmm. like you come after him you come after me um so it's very like it's very cute and wholesome and nice and um it also t- technically happened on mother's day which is like the perfect little cherry on top for this story I didn't realize it fell on Mother's Day. I just was not paying attention <laughs> to like those kind of holidays, mm-hmm. right? So I'm always taken by surprise by. It. So that's kind of it's kind of a nice, perfect storm that it. Yeah, yeah. And you are a hundred percent correct. Like that is a thing, especially I know me and you and our age, our age, you know, bracket growing up. I, I'm assuming like not a lot of positive adult reinforcement about our video game hobbies. Not there. always, no. Um, and even when I used to run these tournaments, you know, I would still have like those moms or those dads who they didn't want to be there. They didn't want to like support their kid. You could see like the kid was so like they were trying so hard to prove how much this yeah. meant to them. And so even though, you know, Syrup didn't want this article to come out, I'm still like happy for Syrup that their mother yeah. like is so supportive. And like so willing to just throw down, like I don't. I will. Know, s- that makes me happy. Yeah, and I will say I'm also happy that the community as a whole, right, gamers and fighting gamers and Smash Bros. people, like we're also standing at the ready and ready to defend um, this literal child, right? Like um, they all came to his defense and said, "I, this is a 15 year old boy. You can't, like, you shouldn't." do that like we're not i guess we can't say you can't because you did (laughs) but we are definitely saying that that's like extremely poor uh showmanship and uh sportsmanship and like you should be ashamed a little bit (laughs) at least it's it's very rude and unkind and we don't we don't like that yeah it is kind of surprising because it is the smash brothers like genre and uh, they've gone through like a lot of upheavals in the community and i think they've gotten better for it because it used to be like oh it's a 15 year old oh well (laughs) learn to not wake up upon beast i know like that yeah i'm happy to see the communities growing uh, in in a positive light instead of just being like, well, it's always been like this, so we should just keep it like this because that's just what it's always been like, bro. Like, no, this is nice. I'm glad that this... I'm not glad that, like, you know, uh, Syrup yeah. got, you know, got booted on, but I am glad that, like, everyone's like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Check no. it, bro. Calm down. Relax. But, yeah, I think that is pretty much all I have to say about, like, the headlines that you kind of touched i mean the saudi arabia one just makes me yeah it's the world we live in well aside from the headlines have you been playing anything this week well um i don't know if you know jays but this like this little like humble game just kind of came out a couple of days ago um it's called legend of zelda tears of the Mm -hmm. kingdom i don't know it's pretty pretty indie indie developer (laughs) 
Yeah, I've been playing the heck out of that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh-huh. it's definitely been fun. I, I'm not very far into it, um, but I've been playing as well. And it's been fun to continue dodging spoilers <laughs> while I'm trying to make my way through it. Um, mm. Very, very fun to watch people post about their uh, cool inventions while also trying to dodge whatever's happening in the game <laughs> so that I'm not spoiled. <laughs> the My thing is that um, I'm not that far into the story either. Now, I've been playing it a lot. I'm not very far into the story because I keep accidentally like finding yeah. my way to situations way that I then need Ooh, to what's find. That? <laughs> yeah, um, like... For example, I definitely, I'm definitely right now currently in the game. Um, I maybe have five hearts. Mm, yeah, I yeah, haven't yeah. upgraded my stamina wheel nope. or anything. I'm in an area I am a hundred percent not supposed to be in. A hundred percent, and I'm just I have like no food, right? Because I, I, you know, they they released me from my from my cage, and that was a mistake. Yeah. Um, and here I am trying to like sneak around this area that's full of these these things <laughs> monsters which... creatures <laughs> i don't Plus know whatever um, else is out there <laughs> once i learned i could basically launch myself to infinity up in the oh, air oh yeah mm-hmm. um it was kind of like a game over Absolutely. situation <laughs> and uh, yeah so i'm up in the sky and i found some things that I'm not obviously going to say, but like, I'm not, I'm probably not supposed to be here. There's probably supposed to be like a chain of events that I was supposed to follow to get here. Probably yep. a lot more easier. No, I agree with you. I had to fight the urge. Like when you start in the game, you start on a sky island. And I had to fight the urge upon jumping off of the first island to not just go straight down. <laughs> like my, my brain was like, you should just not follow the tutorial that you know is on the next island that you're about to land on and you should just keep going down uh, to the to the surface world and i was like oh that's real tempting but (laughs) oh um i can well at least maybe maybe it was just with me maybe once you progress a certain way um i immediately did just try to run off the ledge and jump and it was like no oh it didn't let you okay that it didn't let me do that that's I'm glad because I feel like if that failsafe wasn't there, a lot of people would have been like, I'm on, the, I'm on the surface and I can't get back up. That's probably why, because the tutorial gives you some like oh, really yeah. important The first few things to- you need. Yeah. Which those, okay, speaking of like this game and some of those items, the implication because, you know, like, the, for for a very long time, like, the big thing about Link in general is that he was left-handed. Yeah. And he yeah. Had, you know, the, the mark of the Triforce there. Um, and I I, ke- I might be looking at him wrong, but I... Did he... He lost that hand. He's... So, I'm not entirely sure. So, at some point, he switched from being left-handed to right-handed. It was Twilight Princess because the Wii controls they couldn't figure out yes. how to make them. And work, now he's so. now he's just a right-handed boy, but then in this one he loses his right hand, so mm-hmm. or his whole right arm actually. Um, spoilers! If you spoilers! Didn't know. <laughs> if you didn't With, pick up the game, see yeah, some fan or art. The yeah, art. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's, it's very interesting that they decided to go with this, um, this idea, this direction, um, especially Mm -hmm. after changing his dominant hand. You remember the, like, well, I don't know. It probably wasn't that big because social media wasn't as big as it was, but I remember being in like the Zelda forums because I'm a huge, like Zelda Mm -hmm. nerd. And I just remember being in the forums and it was like the biggest discourse. Of, like, my entire life that they had changed it from left hand. I don't know why it was so important to me. I would just... You could not, like, console me. I was like, what do you mean he's... That's what... I should have known I was, like, nerd. (laughs) 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 What do you mean he's no longer left-handed? It doesn't make sense. Like, I had ever really paid attention to it before, but now that it was brought to my attention, it was, like, world That's, like, where the timeline diverged is when they decided to make him right-handed. You know what? You're actually kind of right because the Twilight Zone um, 
the mirror world and everything that was like full on time shenanigans mm. um i have like a lot of theories about what's happening in both breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom i don't want to say them in case i am correct and it like spoils a bunch of people because <laughs> this always happens to me i like i find the thread i pull it i can't believe you're bragging about being right all the time I'm not right all the time, but when I watch videos, uh, not videos, uh, TV shows or movies or even in games, like I will see something in the first five minutes and I'm like, figure it out. <laughs> but you, I'm not right all of the time. I can't time. believe you're bragging Just... about being a detective. Man. <laughs> I I really look. I was obsessed with the Sherlock. No, Holmes I get it. Books I absolutely up. get it. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a detective. A game that we're then... briefly gonna talk about later, um, L.A. Noir. I I love that game, even though it's kind of copaganda. I was yeah. I was super into like solving mysteries, and I still am. I love detective stuff and figuring stuff out and being nosy. It's great. Wait until I tell you what my recommended Ooh. game is. Well, we'll get to that Ooh. in just a bit because we're going to take a break. Um, and then we're going to get into the rest of these news stories. So stick around. And uh, yeah, stick around. We'll be right back. Diane, this is Agent Delaney. We finished investigating the howling waller beast of Bog Valley. Its venom sacs were paralytic, but it was a wonderful kisser. Diane, Agent Bishop thinks that psychic from Montana who tried to take over my body might have damaged the part of my brain that perceives time. Now I'm not sure if it's lunchtime or Tuesday. Diane, I've been watching that new show Friends very closely and have determined that I might be a Phoebe. Agent Bishop is definitely a Monica. And Ross is a parasitic blood demon that the gang should exercise immediately for their own safety. Uh, who are you talking to? Don't worry about it, Monica. You are aware there's no tape in that recorder, right? No. No, I took it out earlier, like- Why it's... are you touching my things? It was a full tape. You've been doing this all day. What exactly are you doing, anyways? I was just telling Diane about The Weird, an actual play audio drama that you can listen to at jointheweird.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So we're doing a meta thing then. Okay, cool. I see, I see what it is. I'm going to go back to paperwork. Yes, you do that. Such a Monica. Diane, I thought the goat man skull I keep in the office had started whispering. You wake up startled in the middle of the night, convinced that there's something out there in the darkness. Your brain tells you that there's nothing to be afraid of. Unfortunately, your brain is dead wrong. If you love the mix of horror, mystery, and comedy in shows like Buffy, Ash vs. the Evil Dead, or Supernatural, you'll feel right at home on The Crit Show, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast where the players, playing as themselves, are tasked with being the last line of defense from the forces of evil that go bump in the night. You can find The Crit Show at thecritshowpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, welcome back to the show. The show. So, um, guess what? Uh, we've got news stories. Um, one of them we talked about last week, but they're back. So, we have to talk about it this week again. So, here we go. <laughs> Chat GPT is in the news again this week. Uh, this time, lawmakers grilled OpenAI CEO Sam Altman, along with other tech executives, about the risk of artificial intelligence and how to regulate it. Altman told senators that this technology will need intervention from governments. Altman doubled down by telling senators that there should be agencies empowered to create rules around AI and the emerging AI industry. During the hearing, Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee said that she asked ChatGPT if Congress should regulate AI. ChatGPT basically answered with about four pros and cons 
of regulation and said the decision rests with Congress. Something we already knew, so thanks, ChatGPT. You're so brilliant. Um, so there's a lot of talk about AI. Um, a lot of the senators brought up a lot of the things that um, folks are already concerned about. Um, copyright infringement, um, h- how to regulate copyright infringement, political bias, um, and inaccuracies and misinformation generated by AI. So, me, um, any just uh, first first thoughts? I I have so many negative feelings about AI because you know I do art right yeah mm-hmm. I also I also write and the whole thing like um, slightly related but not related uh, a very popular fan fiction website AO3 uh, the head chair basically admitted that they were letting an AI kind of troll the the database to like l- learn how to more or less write from some of these authors and stuff like that. Hmm. Absolutely scummy stuff. Chat GPT. I feel, I feel, I feel two ways. Mostly I feel very negative. I feel very alarmed. Um, I am of course someone who likes to embrace new technology. And I like the idea that technology could be accessible. could help with accessibility, which is what I kind of was hoping AI would be, right? It'd be something to help with more accessibility means instead of what it's become. But the fact of the matter is we have all these deep fakes. We have all these people falsifying art. Um, I don't know how many people in my circle have gotten a commission, like someone has come to commission them for quote unquote, like a sketch, right? Only to see that commissioner then post a quote-unquote finished version of that sketch because they ran it through an AI to finish out the sketch. So they Mm. only paid them maybe like maybe their sketch prices are like 30 bucks, 50 bucks, depending on who they are, what they got. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they're turning out through AI like this entire like full pace sketch and then claiming it as their own because they quote-unquote trained this module. Right. And it becomes like a weird gray area of like you didn't do anything like you just kind of creatively enhanced it via manipulation. Right. And it's weird. Like, I don't like it. And I don't like the, the whole deep fake process either, because it was already so hard to convince like, you know, your, your grandparents or other people like, no, this is not a real internet like article this is a fake article this didn't yeah. actually happen but now you have like these voice modulators which i i will admit uh i know this is probably bad of me i will admit those ai biden memes are really funny they're pretty funny <laughs> they're, i hate that they're so funny i'm they're like very ah! funny. but you know you have ai biden's voice you have and i remember that was like a big thing i think it was in the 2020 election where like this video came out of, I think it was Nancy Pelosi, like quote unquote slurring her words and stuff like that, which turned out to be like a deep fake, but it it ran for so far and like major news outlets had picked this up and like, oh, Nancy Pelosi's losing her touch. Maybe she's got dementia and all these other stuff. Right. It is just, I don't like it. I want it to be what it's not be like. I love Star Trek. I grew up wanting a Star Trek world, yeah. but this is not this is not the Star Trek world I wanted. This is horrible. And it's really weird as well as that we have this AI, we have this technology, and instead of it actually like helping where it should be benefiting, you know, like say like harder labor stuff of that nature, it why is it going after the arts? Right. Yeah. It doesn't make really any sense and you already see like writers um you know that was the whole thing about the writer strike is that they want to use wga does not want ai Mm -hmm. in their in their uh in their field yeah and there's no reason for it to be in the field and there are so many uh companies already talking about how they've like installed ai dialogue or whatever Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was like why would why no stop yeah we talked a lot about this uh, last uh, last episode, right? Uh, we have um, a story about Chat GPT in China, um, someone using it to create a fake story, um, and the Chinese government saying 
so you created this fake story it's awful and you said that people died in it you're going to jail like you've, you're getting arrested because of it right and that is that's a place where that can fall under a speech regulation but what about an ai regulation right we're not really sure about how to do that yet and now so we're talking about not only um regulating how one uses the ai but also if the ai produces something um harmful or that infringes upon someone else's work how do you how do you then regulate that as well and it's a lot did you guys talk about this last week with the ghostwriter with drake and uh no did you hear about that what news do you have so there was he he came out and just called himself the ghostwriter but he used ai to have drake's vocals and the weekend's vocals and made a whole song as if it was those two and then released it and it was like trending super hard wow um and so of course the music scene and industry is like involved and i don't want this i don't know how to say this like properly because i re- i was there gandalf for the napster wars <laughs> like i remember that yes but this is one of those things it's like i don't care who wins i just need to see the ai lose which is like a slippery slope like sure for once i'm like no 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 music industry get in on this get in this yeah 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 do your lawsuit thing that you all absolutely do. yeah yeah do i mean DCA how takedown how long is it until we potentially get um ai making video games and then nintendo's like no this super mario game didn't come out and now we're suing you right like if anyone's gonna do it first of all nintendo would and, <laughs> oh yeah and secondly like you we're getting to a slippery slope where we kind of see that the, the good that ai can do right like mm-hmm the ai art that it produces could be good for referencing material right um the ai music that it produces could be good for reference material even some of the writing could help like uh with you know i i am at a writer's block or something i need help kind of bridging the gap between this thought and this other thought there's reasons that it could be good but the reality of it is that in a world where there is no regulation and no ethics, people are just going to use it for bad immediately, right? They're going to push the boundaries of what they can and can't do. And right now, they can do kind of whatever they want, right? Um, there's no, no one to say like, hey, stop it, or, you know, that's a bad idea. It's just, yeah, go ahead, do what you want. Yeah, and I also, like, wonder how... how 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 do I say this? I feel like right now it's only a matter of time before, say, some celebrity or something gets caught up in some scandal. Maybe it's like a voice scandal. Maybe they said a slur. They said yeah. something. Now they can be like, oh, that wasn't me. Someone clearly like used AI and yeah. made me say that. Like, How are we supposed to keep people semi-accountable for this sort of situation on the other side of, you know, someone did use AI to make someone say something that they would have never said. It's like both sides of that coin flip, right? Yeah. Um, I, th- that just reminded me, a, t- a Twitch streamer not too long ago, I can't remember his name, uh, got into some trouble because while he was uh, switching um, uh, tabs on a browser, uh, someone noticed that he was oh. looking at uh, deepfake AI pornography of other Twitch streamers. Um Including like, his friend and his girlfriend and yeah. others. It was a it was a big dude. I forget his name too, but it, he's just another white guy with curly brown hair. So, you know, <laughs> kind of Pick, just choose one, you'll find out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it, easy to fall down a slippery slope um, and just get kind of wrapped up in the kind of nastiness of it all, a la this guy, whoever he is. Um, just no regard first of all for the fact that uh these people's likenesses are stolen and then used um for nastiness um and then secondly that you would just accept it you know what i mean like there's a there's a certain kind of ethics to to that that has to go on with yourself to say like 
yeah, I'm gonna view this. Like, I'm gonna give this attention and um, give this attention and money and keep, make sure it keeps going, make sure it thrives, right? Because clicks and money is what keeps the internet going right now. Yeah, engagement of that sort, of course. It's just that whole situation like brought up so many like just unwelcome feelings mm-hmm. in me like just the idea that someone could use my image i'm not saying like there's someone out there who's just like oh yes i have to have i have to generate a 3d model of, of this random person right here but the idea that this could happen to like anybody is incredibly demoralizing and it was a little fear inducing as yeah. well. i was like yeah, oh yeah. my goodness how easy that was. Absolutely. I mean, you know, I you know that that meme of the guy is like flicking the the stone pillar into something bigger sort of situation. I think so. Yes. I feel like we started somewhat, say, like with the Snapchat like face filters mm. to where we got now because, yeah. like, you know, that I. I, I speak about this too within VTubing and it's kind of, it's one of those like you have to kind of choose the battles that you want to choose. So a lot of VTubers like to use something called VBridger. Mm. It's a wonderful technology, don't get me wrong. It uses the facial tracking technology within an iPhone to like make things more expressive within your like VTuber model. Sure. Um, I just use the regular like VTube studio with like a, a webcam situation. And that's because, like, I worked in tech for a really long time, and I know better than to, like, feed my facial recognition or my facial stuff yeah. into into Apple, all right? Mm-hmm. I, I know better than that. Um, but there's, I mean, like, I get why people are doing it, and I'm not saying that, like, them using that program is going to cause that situation, but it's the same idea, like, uh, when they were doing those, like, turn yourself into an anime character, I was like, no, no, no. Don't do that. Yeah. Absolutely do not do that. But it caught on as a fad. And then we had, like, those security breaches not too long after that. Like, people don't realize. This sounds very conspiracy, like, tinfoil theory. But it's the very little things that you do because you think it's harmless that you don't realize is feeding into this kind of, like, AI situation. Right. In in And as I said earlier, you know, like, I find the AI Biden memes really funny yeah but because i'm engaging with it you know i'm watching the videos or maybe i'm sharing it to somebody you giving know it some life i'm giving it more life mm-hmm. i'm giving it more weaponization um and people who are using those i i don't agree with this i've never agreed with this uh but i do have some friends who like for example there's ai final fantasy 14 character bots that you could talk to on discord and you could technically like have like a role play with them mm. but that is the same thing like you're feeding human responses yeah you're making them AI. smarter <laughs> yeah like yeah it's funny you're like haha i made you stole say poggers but at the same time it's like you just fed them a very yeah congratulations human... they know what poggers is now yeah they can they can do things to make them seem more human-like which yep a lot of people already already have issues falling for phishing schemes anyways like don't give more ammo. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Sorry. it's it's that hard went on to a weird no. There. It's but it's true, right? We're kind of feeding into things, and we may not necessarily realize that we're we're doing that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a it's important to really think about what you're doing on the internet, right? Not only um, you know sharing whatever you're sharing on the internet, right? Um, pictures and family photos and all that, but also like your voice and the way you uh cartoonify yourselves through all of these things and uh even your your work right uh sharing your artwork sharing your writing it's all now a little bit more dangerous yeah i i stopped sharing like my my writing kind of years ago for personal reasons mm-hmm. but i'm like i'm not even like I went and kind of like scrubbed some of my my personal information or my personal stuff off of some older websites that were maybe a little too shady that I used to share stuff on, and even now, like as an artist, there is no real way for me to safely share my art, even if I watermark it. Um, mm. There's filters, there's ways around yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, AI started training itself to like 
recognize what a watermark is and how to like get around it. I mean, I will though admit that sometimes I find the very, I find the AI art sometimes very funny because you can really tell like oh, yeah. the fingers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh. Faces are like out of whack for some reason. All kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it is one of those things being very careful what you're sharing, how you're sharing it, who you're sharing it with. But that is just standard internet safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers um, crossed that we, we have it figured out by now. <laughs> I would hope so, but you do. You like know. my my job was in cybersecurity and I'd be like, what do you Yikes. mean? You clicked, what do you mean you clicked on this link, Barbara? Why did you do that, Barbara? Barbara, why do you think the Prince of Nibiria is emailing you for 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 money or whatever? Barbara, like, explain yourself. This is a this is a '90s like chain email. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah, some people never learn, but um, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, we uh, we get to a point where maybe uh, Altman's ideas about AI and how to regulate it help us get to a new era of somewhat relative safety. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on to our next story, Blizzard is here to, to mess up your life. Uh, <laughs> Blizzard is basically getting rid of their Overwatch 2 PVE as it was presented during BlizzCon a few years ago, around 2019. Uh, Blizzard announced during a live stream on May 26th that progress on the PVE experience has stalled a bit, and the team has decided to scale down the PVE focus. Game director Aaron Keller said during the live stream, quote, what that means is we won't be delivering that dedicated hero mode with talent trees. The story, uh, the story missions that are to come will still be PVE, but apparently not as robust as promised. The missions will have co-op capability and will focus on pushing the narrative of Overwatch. In some lightly related news, Fortnite has a acquired a new ranked mode uh coming in the next season uh likewise for some reason trio play is to be removed from fortnite to be vaulted as of this this week may 16th um so two kind of stories of of companies taking things away or uh, not not promising what they promised for players yeah i mean i i kind of figured this was coming with overwatch too Mm. i this isn't me going back to like I'm I'm being right. I just You're right all the time. <laughs> I, you I think like one of the, the one of the last times I was on this I did talk to you about like, you know, I was working for Blizzard at that time because mm. we were doing like the community stuff for Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And like during my tenure and before my contract and stuff was up, I was noticing more and more things and I was looking at the Overwatch too. So I my contract was up way before they announced the the closure of regular Overwatch and stuff like that. Um, but when I saw the Overwatch 2, like, I was kind of excited, honestly, about these hero trees. Because if you remember, the whole idea behind Overwatch was supposed to be their their new MMO called Project Titan. Mm-hmm. That didn't get lift off, didn't go off, and they realized it just kind of worked better like this. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, so they're going to bring back some of that MMO stuff. So the talent trees. And I thought that would make, you know, this a really unique thing. Because what I started really disliking about the original Overwatch play is the way that they started fine-tuning everything for an eSports sort of rollout. Instead of as a fun, casual romp that could also be an eSports. So they took away a lot of the... The fun metas that you could do they took away a lot of the cool like abilities you could kind of play with you know if someone was really really good at a specific you know tech with hanzo you know yeah. it was it, it was like it brought something new to each match um right. and that's one of the things i actually liked about tf2 is like the different weapon loadouts and stuff like that you could play like um say for example heavy you can play heavy in like 16 different ways depending on how you built him in his loadout. It made the game interesting, unique, and fun and trying to adapt in kind of like a chessboard situation. Mm-hmm. But then they toned it down, they peeled it back, they really like overtuned, undertuned, stuff like that, and just made it kind of unfun because you were like, oh, once again, let me guess, it's going to be a Mercy, it's going to be a Hanzo, it's going to be blah, blah, blah. Like you knew immediately what you were getting into, 
who you're going to play against and like what you needed to do to kind of like, you know, there was like no mysticism. There's no like, oh, that worked. I can't believe that worked. You know, what else can work if I do something this way, or if I shoot from this wall or if me and my uh, teammate combo and do this. Like I used to do some really crazy stuff yeah, yeah. with Zarya that you like you just can't do that anymore. Like the game doesn't allow you. And so once I saw them start doing that and I started seeing them stop, stop talking less and less and less about these talent trees. They stopped giving us any sort of update. They instead started pushing their battle pass a little bit more. Um, they started doing that whole thing. It was like, oh, don't look here. Look at this new thing instead of what we're doing. I was like, oh, they're they're struggling back there. And uh, I forget who the original director was. I always forget who he was. Um, Kaplan, I think. Jeff Kaplan. Yeah. Yep. You know, once he left, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. He left. I think he said something is like the game's just not going in the direction I wanted it to go or something of that nature. Yeah. I was like, ah, okay. All right. The love's not in it anymore. And like you look, I it, this might be conspiracy theory, but I am fully committed to the idea that they shoved Overwatch 2 as quickly out as they did. Oh, yeah. To to cover the blows of the the lawsuits and everything that was Absolutely. happening. And this is why, like, it's most likely failing is they don't have the dev team. They don't have the dev culture to kind of produce this sort of situation. It's all about a quick buck because they are now a live service triple A game mm -hmm. instead of just a triple A game, so to speak. So it's all about what is most profitable as quickly as possible. Once again, Fortnite Battle Pass, right? Same thing with Blizzard battle pass how can we keep pushing out skins as quickly as possible mm -hmm. if all of our dev team is working on these these things that isn't going to make us money then we should pull them off or we should peel them back and it it really kind of it makes me upset in a weird way like i don't look to games i don't look to companies to be like oh well, you know i i should you should have been better blah 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 or whatever that that sort of mindset some people have but it makes me kind of upset that you know this was such a game that i genuinely did enjoy and i have a lot of great you know fun memories with and i met a lot of amazing people through this game yeah and it's just, it's like a hull, a, a husk, so to speak. It's just. It's not, it's not what it, what was promised at all. No. And it's incredibly, incredibly disappointing. It's, yeah. It, it's also, I think, becoming more and more what it wasn't promised. Right. So like the, the fact that they introduced it as this uh, half MMO or not MMO, half arena shooter, esport, half PVE thing. And then they were like, also, there's like a battle pass and you'll have to pay to get heroes. And people were like, wait a minute, what? And then now we're getting like, sure, the PVE is still there, but like not at all like what we said it was going to be. Like, that doesn't seem fair, right? You ask of your players for more money and more time and more investment, but you're not willing to match that with the the thing you showed us was a what was to be a re reality just a few short years ago mm -hmm. and i think that these sort of things will it quite possibly can be rectified if they're willing to do it yeah. so for example um i think it's a better horizon no is the the space game uh, that was space game. Oh God. I, it's on the tip of my brain, but I can't seem to get it out. But what happened was that they promised like all of these cool things. And then the corporate people kind of pushed the devs and it came out basically with nothing that it was promised. Uh, no man's sky, no man's sky. Yeah. Exactly. And then what that developer has been like working. Yeah. Very hard and has turned it around basically like under the radar too like they didn't make a whole big announcement no. about it they were just like no we're doing this but we're gonna have to work at our pace and you know this is what the the players are technically owed and i hope you know like blizzard would do something like that but i don't have any it's hard faith. to have that faith not not at anymore this point. Yeah. yeah well blizzard you gotta 
We've been giving you chance after chance, and you keep letting us down. You are an unreliable boyfriend slash girlfriend, and we're get, the the fans are giving you one last chance. I mean, I'm not giving them any more chances. Uh, I well, you hear that? It's over. It's over. Pack your bags. Gaslight gatekeep your way on out. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, our last story. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Pretty quick one. Uh, Dead by Daylight has teased a new character, Nicolas Cage. Yes, Nicolas Cage. That Nicolas Cage. I'm so excited. The game which normally introduces famous movie and video game killers and characters, the fictional versions, not the actual characters, this time seems to be uh, the first actual person that is brought into the game. Uh, It is not clear yet, based on the trailer alone, what role Cage is supposed to play, whether he's a killer or a survivor. Uh, But we're likely to find out more information from Behavior Interactive, the developer, on July 5th. So, I do be playing Dead by Daylight. I know that. I know this about you. You do. I don't know. I think you've came to my shoes before when I play. (laughs) I've seen this. I know this about you. (laughs) I am so excited about Nicolas Cage. Now... I I'm not I'm not a I'm not a purist sort of situation. I know some people were like, but it's Dead by Daylight. It's gonna be cool and edgy. How can mm. you do that with like Nicolas Cage? Like, Nicolas Cage, used... first of all, he's so unhinged. The edgiest person I've ever met in my life. His and son. I've never met him. <laughs> you know about his son, right? Uh no. Please tell me. He has this ginormous like Hulk. Of a son who's like a metal head. I think he's actually in a band. He's got like long black wow. hair. He like wears like the ripped jeans. He's got all the piercings. Sounds and like my type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely, it's it's so funny too when you see pictures of them together. Because you're like, That's not your the, son. <laughs> what, what is going on here? But Nicolas Cage is so unhinged. And what made this whole announcement even better for me personally was that I had just watched Renfield the night before they announced mm. the Nicolas Cage, where he's like an evil Dracula. He plays that role so good. Yeah. He, like, him in Face Off, he was such a villain in Face Off. Oh, like, yeah. I genuinely hope that Nicolas Cage is a killer in Dead by yeah, Daylight yeah. instead of a survivor. I just want him to run around, like, making, like, Nick C- Nicolas Cage noises, right? Yeah. I don't know what his kit would be. I I don't know. I feel like it'll be something kind of similar to the trickster with like his starstruck where he like dazzles people or distracts people or holds your attention so you can't really like could be anything. It could be anything. Literally anything. Yeah, like the way that Dead by Daylight works and the, well, the way that the kits work too, like they're always really goofy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, yeah. A lot of times it doesn't make any sense even to me. I'm not I play Dead by Daylight, but I don't know Dead by Daylight. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I say this all the time. I swear I'm learning new stuff about this game. Like, just recently, they took out the ability with your flashlight to burn uh, a specific character if he was camouflaged, called mm. the Wraith. I did not know that the flashlight would burn him out of that camouflage until they took it out, and I read it in the patch notes. Ah. I was like, what? <laughs> I could have been doing this the whole time. Well, I don't bring in the flashlight because I'm I'm a poor aim in Dead by Daylight. Mm. I'm good at shooters, but for whatever reason, I can't flick my flashlight like a pro. Like I just can't do it. I just run around. I just <laughs> run around as Leon and be like, "Hey, fingers crossed, fingers <laughs> crossed." It's <laughs> funny. I'm so excited for this Nick Cage. It's like yeah. it's so out of left field. I think everyone was expecting like a Five Nights at Freddy situation because that movie's coming out soon. Mm-hmm. But I do know um, maybe maybe it's still in development, obviously. But I do believe that Dead by Daylight is trying to make a movie at I this moment in time. Think, I think there's some rumor about that. Yeah. So maybe this would make sense. Maybe this is like the tie. Oh, sure, the tie-in. Yeah, absolutely. Who who really knows? Because, like, Nicolas Cage in his career right now, you can tell he's just doing what he yeah, wants to do. Yeah, he's just having a great time. Like, the the movie where... The the knockoff Five Nights at Freddy movie that he was in. I forget the name of it, but it was so good. He didn't speak a single line of dialogue. Yeah, but yeah, he yeah. carried that movie. He absolutely did. And then the one with Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. You can tell he's just picking roles to have fun, so... He's in that that era, and we're, we're, we're here for it. We're here for it. 
So I do need to ask you like one one question though. One question. Well, there's probably more questions. But Make this it a good one, one. This one is if you had to pick like one of his films for him to quote unquote oh, be that this character. Is hard. Yeah. No, I don't. So I don't play much. Um, Dead by Daylight. I too want him to be a uh, a killer. Um, in this, but I feel like they could do this thing where they introduce him as a killer and as a survivor. <laughs> oh my god, that's because, so clever. Because he's done um, Ghost Rider, right? He can be Ghost Rider. Um, he can be, uh, oh man, what's the, the, the character you spoke about um, from the uh, from the Five Nights at Freddy's knockoff movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he could be um, like so many people, right? Like, there's if he he's he was in a movie called Vampire's Kiss. He could be that character. Mm-hmm. He was in um, so many like romantic leads. Like he could play one of his like romantic characters as a, a, like a survivor or maybe a killer. Who knows? Like, there's so many roles. <laughs> That he has filled that are all either slightly unhinged, incredibly unhinged, or soft as hell. That you you don't know what you're going to get out of this, I think. There's a movie called Adaptation, actually, where he plays his own twin. Yeah, I remember that. And, I mean, that's kind of peak Nicolas Cage. Uh, Not peak, but it's very high. um, Because he's playing opposite himself the entire movie. um, And both of them are kind of bad (laughs) so he could be one of those guys it's there's so much possibility there that it's hard to hard to figure out what's going on for whatever reason after that announcement i've only heard people make the declaration of independence like jokes oh god i guess whatever (laughs) yeah i guess but like if he's known for so many other movies if he is a survivor I, w- I want the Con Air version. Mm. I want the, the bad mullet and the, the put the bunny back in the box. Sure. Because <laughs> I think that would be really funny. But I'm excited for it. That's all I got to say for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are going to switch gears to This Week in Gaming History, where we take substantial releases and events, and we just kind of blah, blah, blah about it real quick. Um, and we're going to start with May 14th. May 14th in 2001. The Legend of Zelda, Oracle of Ages, and Oracle of Seasons releases for the Game Boy Color, making it now 22 years old. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, I just that's what <laughs> that's what's going to happen in this whole segment. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, May 15th, uh, Super Mario Brothers, the first of its kind, makes it uh, to Europe for the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1987. Almost 20 years later, the new Super Mario Brothers releases for the Nintendo DS in 2006. Oh, I... Um, maybe, maybe I forget that time is a thing until you start dropping these numbers <laughs> and it becomes real, real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's one for you. May 16th, Final Fantasy XI was released for the PC and PS2 in 2002. Uh, didn't they? I think they just announced they were closing the servers for it too. Which is fascinating because they also announced like maybe last year that they were uh, adding more stuff to it. They were. I think they're trying to move it strictly to mobile. Yes, uh, that I is think true. that's. I think that's what they're trying to do. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Uh, 21 years later. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> May 17th, L.A. Noir, uh, which I mentioned earlier, was released for the PS3 and Xbox 360 in 2011. We also got The Witcher 2 12 years ago in 2011 as well. Has The Witcher... I feel like The Witcher 2 was just kind of recent for me but it, it definitely feels that way it really does um it certainly certainly feels that way uh may 18th red dead redemption one not the second one for the ps3 and xbox 360 in 2010 uh alan wake exclusively for the xbox 360 in 2010 a wii version of punch out in 2009 and in 1999 star wars episode one racer which i loved uh for the nintendo 64 
I played that too. I love that. It was a great little racing game. I know everyone kind of like trashed on it. Very you know, difficult controls. Yes. Yeah. It, <laughs> Worthy it did. of a little bit of trashing. But um, yeah. Uh, May 19th, the Wii Fit releases in 2008. Um, we also got The Witcher 3 eight years ago in 2015. So it released almost near one another um, between The Witcher 2 and The Witcher 3. Um, and finally, May 20th. This is a big one. So stay with me, folks. In 1985, <laughs> Nintendo countersues Universal Studios for legal fees during a prolonged court battle in which Universal claimed Donkey Kong was trademark infringement on their own King Kong. Ultimately, Nintendo wins this case because, of course, they do. And Universal pays damages and attorney fees to the tune of $1.8 million. Oh, and that is the, the first of many Nintendo oh, yeah. court bottles. Yep. Nint- that might Nintendo's not even like be the, the first one, but that was probably the, the, the big one. One of big the big ones. ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can keep going after this. <laughs> who, else, who else should we sue? Find us someone to sue. I, Nintendo... I swear, Nintendo, like, does not like their fans. We, I don't know how to explain this. We they love don't. them, but we hate them. Nintendo is just like, our games are for us. You get to enjoy them, but not like that. Yep. <laughs> That's- exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, super. So as we move along toward the end of the show, we always ask me that you give our listeners a recommendation. What should they be playing or be on the lookout for? So you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Mentioned it, gave it a little, a little, a little teaser test. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a detective style game, but I like things that are spooky. I like the horror. This is a early access game by a one man dev team. It's called Conrad Paranormal oh. Investigator. Conrad Stevenson's Paranormal PI. It's like thirteen bucks. It's early access, but. This is a ghost hunting game, but instead of, like, trying to survive ghosts killing you or anything like that, it's actually, you need to go around, you look at things, you try to suss out why the ghost is still lingering, what type of ghost it is. The ghost has fairly, like, unique engagement reactions with you. It'll say stuff. Um, It will interact with things in a specific way that leaves clues it's all about lore building. Like, there's a lot of lore. Like, they just recently mm. released an update with a a lighthouse map, and I believe I might I might be getting my my games a little bit confused here because I played the new one and then I went back to an older house just to kind of see. But what was really interesting is that the ghost was like walking around the house, kind of muttering about like this really weird like niche sort of information that I mm. then went. After I got done playing the game, I went and looked it up. Turned out all this information that this ghost was talking about was like old Civil War wounds. Oh. And this ghost was apparently a surgeon or some sort of doctor. The like the entire time it was like in this like area. It was so neat because like it, and this guy, like, he put so much like effort into the lore behind the ghost. Like it's still early access, so it's kind of slow to build. The ghost models are, you know, like free to use Unity ones. So sometimes they're a little bit laughable, but it it sets a really nice kind of like spooky mood. And also what's really funny is that the main guy, Conrad, he's so chill about what's happening. And he has like these actual voice lines who like this this like for example one of my games this demon came i was like i'm gonna like murder you and and something about the the wetness of your bodies i forget exactly but it was pretty i was like whoa bro and then conrad was just so excited he popped up he's like oh my god i got real ghost like interaction oh my oh my my emf i can't believe it he's real and i was like conrad what antidepressants are you on how do i how do i get some like you're so happy to be in this situation but amazing highly suggest it highly suggest it um i also will recommend a kind of uh uh Maybe not as spooky, but definitely somewhat tense uh, detective game. Um, it is a procedurally generated detective game called Shadows of Doubt. 
Um, the art style is very kind of Minecrafty. A lot of blocky kind of folks. Um, all very unique looking. Um, but it basically generates a little city for you, and you are playing a detective who has to solve all kinds of crimes. Um, sometimes there's theft, sometimes it's murder. Um, and you have to do so by uh, sometimes committing crimes yourself, like breaking and entering and other other things. Um, ultimately, the game, I think, is trying to get you to, um, quote-unquote, retire from detective work. Um, so you're kind of spending money and saving money and working your way up a kind of ladder um, that you're building yourself. It's not like you're working for a company or anything, but you're basically a PI in a rundown city doing your thing. And it's um, it's a lot of fun. All the murders are um, pretty different. Um, and it's it's a great time. I've actually played this game. Shadows of Doubt. It's good. It is. I blew myself up on accident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They told me not to look in the briefcase. I should have listened. It was a bomb. It was. It was a bomb. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, And finally, to finish off this episode, please please let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug. Um, You can find me, I guess, on my Twitch uh, more more often than not these days, uh, which is just martini it's just martin with eei at the end at twitch.com uh you can also find me on twitter under that name as well i that's really about it i mean i do art i do these things uh by these things podcasts sometimes yeah. you know we just out here vibing that's all we're trying to do we just that's all we're trying to do as we said before um all right. As always, you can find me at Comedies Gaming on Twitter, and you can find the weekly cooldown as well at WK Cooldown. That's WK Cooldown on Twitter. Be sure to visit the weekly cooldown Facebook page, I guess. Visit WKCooldown.com for more news and other episodes. Be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, or I think you can do so now on Spotify or Podchaser, wherever you listen to podcasts. Just, you know. And send me a nice uh, five stars. Uh, be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our humble bundle for this week. And remember that you can support your favorite charities and support this show. Our logo and art is done by Corgian. Follow Corgian on Twitter, Doghouse Corgian, D O G H O U S E C O R G I A N. That's Doghouse Corgian on Twitter. And our intro music is done by Riki. Find Riki on Twitter at dog underscore noise, D O G underscore N O I S E. That's dog noise on Twitter. That's all for the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace. And who are you? Oh, I'm Nia. Sorry, I thought you were just doing nope, your outro. Good. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> bye bye.